Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Welcome to the Registered Investment Advisor Podcast, where financial services marketing expert Seth Green interviews experts, executives, and top producers to share can't-miss tips on how they successfully manage their financial service firms, grow their businesses, create great relationships, and influence the industry. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be with Dr. Mary Beth Kuzmeski, president of the consulting firm Red Zone Marketing. Mary Beth and her firm personally consult with some of the nation's top financial professionals, managing from $300 million to over a billion dollars in client assets. She's written nine books, including the bestseller Connectors and, and the Clients Went Wild, both of which I happen to be featured in. She's an international keynote speaker and a regular presenter at the Barron's Top Producer Conferences. Mary Beth, thanks so much for joining us. No, thank you for having me, Seth. I'm excited. All right. So Mary Beth is also one of the keynote speakers at our Ultimate Referral Summit, which we'll talk about later. Let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get started? Yeah, well, as you mentioned in my brief intro, um, you know, I had a, I opened up a marketing consulting firm and one of my first clients, my fifth client actually, was a financial advisor. He didn't believe that any of this marketing stuff was going to work that I was telling him that I learned in my MBA program was going to work. So he said, hey, you know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to pay you on performance. If you really think this is going to work, you got to get licensed and it's called sharing commissions. And I didn't know anything about the financial industry, but I thought, you know what? I don't have any, I have four other clients, so um, I think I'll do it. And so I did, and I got fully licensed and um, we started marketing and we found some niches. And from there on, we, you know, I was able to help him grow his business and then he got asked, hey, how are you doing this? And he gave credit to me. Now, I didn't close any sales. He closed all the sales, but I guess he gave me some credit. So I went and spoke to his broker-dealer conference. And next thing you know it, I've got 40 clients who are financial advisors. And I started to speak around the country. And that was about 20-some years ago. So, Right, which makes you all of 24. Understood. <laughs> so you're one of the keynotes at the Ultimate Referral Summit. What do you think some of the biggest mistakes um, people or business owners, advisors, agents are making when it comes to trying to generate referrals? Yeah, I think that we believe that referrals are just going to happen because we're doing a good job. And that actually does happen. But the problem is um, you're not going to get nearly as many referrals as if you actually are making a more concerted effort. Now, the concerted effort does not have to be asking for referrals. Now, Bill Cates will tell you it's good to ask. And I'm telling you that it's also good to ask, but there's a lot of advisors who just don't feel like maybe they should ask or they can ask or they don't feel comfortable doing it. And so what we've put together is a whole strategy for gaining more unsolicited referrals. So referrals that you aren't physically asking for, but yet you're getting by the structure of your business, by the way you're setting up your social media and your website. And it's not only getting the referral, but it's converting the referral that's really critical. All right. Now, 
the majority of advisors, you know, hate to have to ask for referrals. We, we all think that just being good at our job should be good enough. How come clients don't refer without being educated or prompted? How come the, the majority of advisors aren't getting that number of organic referrals they would like? Why aren't they more referable? So, well, that's a heck of a question, Seth, because there's I know so we're going to do get to get up to a deeper dive on the summit, but you give us a shorter well, answer. So, yeah. Yeah. There's so many things involved in that. But I think one of the reasons that advisors don't get, um, you're not going to get referrals from everybody. Some people are just never going to refer business and you go, this person would be a great referrer. Why are they referring business? They just don't feel comfortable doing it. And there's going to be some people like that. But I think that there's this huge disconnect between what the clients think about you. They, As a financial advisor, they love you. They think you're awesome. They know that you've helped them change their lives and buy a second house and retire and everything else. And your prospects think that you're trying to sell them something. And there's this huge disconnect between what your clients know and what your prospects think. And when someone starts talking about a financial advisor, so one of your clients starts talking about you, their reaction is the same thing that we get as a financial advisor talking about our practice. Uh Uh-oh, this is going to be a sales pitch. And that kind of shuts it down. And so how do you train your clients to be able to have the right kind of conversation? Um, And so that's, that's a really big part of what we'll talk about in the summit as well is how do you get your clients to know how to have the right conversation? Who's a good client for you without giving them a script to read, right? which is never going to go over very well. And they're not likely to carry it around with them. You <laughs> talk, uh, you, you teach a lot about the client experience and how that can be structured in such a way to generate more organic unsolicited referrals. What does a phenomenal ex- a referable experience look like and why aren't most of us creating that? Yeah. And I think when we think about the experience itself, we think, oh my gosh, we've got to have like flashy things happening and send lots of gifts and do all this stuff. And it doesn't necessarily need to be that. It is when they walk out of your office, they say to you, this was an incredible meeting. Okay. That's an experience. And it could have been just what happened in your interaction. And it could have been that you were just listening to them about their family, about what's happening and making sure that everything's, you know, giving them the reassurance that everything's okay. But it's, it's what happens when they have interactions with your office. How do they feel about that? And that feeling gets them to talk about it. And so, you know, how do you generate that feeling? Well, that's, you know, it's not an easy answer. We don't just say, well, you know, you can't just give a one one word answer to that. And you can't just hand them a big birthday cake and say, this is going to be it. They're going to love me now. Um, it's over time, but it's so a series of things that we do to create that experience. Absolutely. Talk a little bit about, you've got quite a collection of nine books. Um, talk a little bit about the books and how they're helping folks. Yeah. I mean, books are something, and I've learned this after being someone who's written nine books is that um, I've written a couple textbooks. I forced my students to read the textbooks, um, but a lot of people buy books and never read them. And so uh, part of it is, I think that if you're buying a book, it's probably a good idea to read it, but maybe you need to go to Audible or maybe you need to go to Kindle, maybe you need to do something else. 
because inside of the books, all the books that I've written are actionable things that you can do in your business. It's not theory and concepts and anything like that. Actionable ideas that you can use in your business right away, whether it's how to connect better, how to network better, or whether it's how to put your website together better so that it really attracts the right people and people take some action as a result of coming to your website. It's things like that that are in my books. They're all actionable. And both. I think both, and the clients went wild and the connectors are less than a two-hour read. So it's not a lot of time, but I know um, sometimes we'd rather just watch a, a few videos on TikTok. So <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole different conversation. You know what? You opened the door. How have you seen the changing social media landscape help advisors, you know, get be more referable? I mean, do you have any advisors who are successfully using TikTok now? Um, there's advisors in the RIA space who are using some TikTok. Um, in the broker-dealer space, they aren't using nearly as much right. of that for some obvious reasons. But I think that what TikTok does, whether you're using it or you're not using it, It's the video aspect of it that's really critical. And you can do that same thing on LinkedIn. When you embed a video in LinkedIn, you're actually reaching to your audience because your audience probably, if you're working with people that are getting ready to retire, are on LinkedIn. So creating some videos and letting them get to know you. The reason video works is because it's like going to a seminar. I'm sitting in the back of the room. I'm kind of skeptical, but I see you up there and i kind of like you. And I I think you look like a good person. And we get a feeling about people when we watch video. And I think that's why video works. I know that's why it works on TikTok, because it's interesting. We can watch it. We don't have to do a lot of engagement. Um, But when we're talking about being a financial advisor, we want to really keep that professionalism when we're dealing with somebody's money. It's not about, you know, doing a dance and stuff like that. And those are the things that really go viral on TikTok. Although there's a lot of how-to's that are viral on on TikTok and things like, you know, how do you retire before age 50 or something like that? And those things are really interesting. But, you know, the, the dancing and the singing and all that, not necessarily for financial advisors. Yeah, my, some of my wife's best performing TikTok videos are making the kids lunches for school. And she's like, that's not my marriage and parenting tips. How come more people aren't watching that? So I <laughs> totally get what you're saying. You've helped so many advisors and businesses over the years. What do you like best about what you do? It's about seeing the results, you know, whether, and and this is the thing that, you know, we do consulting. And so we get to see the results when we do consulting, when I'm speaking and giving ideas out, when I'm speaking, I don't always hear from people saying, Hey, I use that idea and it really worked. But when I do, it is the greatest thing because they haven't necessarily paid me for that information, but they thought it was valuable enough to take the information and use it. And that makes me feel great because that's, I mean, I feel like from the consulting, we know what's working and we know what's not working. And I like to share that all over the place. And I share, I don't share it on TikTok, but I share it all over the place. And um, I do it because I I think that people can benefit from it. And that's the whole goal. Absolutely. Other than the nine books that you've written, what are some of the favorite books you've read? Or what would you recommend for our audience? So marketing books, um, one thing, I have been reading a lot of more kind of self-help books. And I'm reading a book right now, and I'm going to look it up so I make sure. And I'm actually listening to an audible. It is called How to Be Perfect. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not really what it's about. Um, but it is about, it's by Michael Schur, who wrote The Good Place. And um, it's about how 
it's not about how to be perfect, but it's about how we actually can't be perfect and how we need to think about virtues and the things that we're doing in our lives and how it all comes together and impacts other people. But there's these people up there saying, well, you need to be perfect. You do all these things right and everything. You know what? It's never going to happen that way. It's one of my favorite listens. Um, I listen to it on Audible, but again, it's how to be perfect. And um, the title actually has the T off of the how to be perfect. Like it's how to be perfect because that's the whole thing about it. It's not, it's about how do we take the things that happen in life and use them and understand that we're never going to be perfect. And I think that it applies a lot to business as well, because um, I just heard from a financial advisor this morning and she's like, I'm, I'm really set. My net new business isn't up right now. We, you know, I've got some things going out the back door because people are buying properties or whatever. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's never going to be perfect, right? Well, we have to always continue to move forward and say, well, what's next and what can we do better? And how can we get just a little bit better, but not perfect? Awesome. This has been Seth Green with Mary Beth Kuzmeski. You can check her out at redzonemarketing.com. And if you want to join us for the Ultimate Referral Summit and get a deep dive into everything she's offering, go to ultimatereferralsummit.com slash offer. Mary Beth, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Seth. Thanks everybody for watching or listening and hopefully we'll see you on the summit.